the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Use your head, man. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. Boy, are we in a crazy world or what? Man, for two years, I've been saying, my body, my choice. And none of that mattered. And here we are again now. Now the other side is right back to my body, my choice. That is so stunning. I mean, if it wasn't so sad, it's kind of funny. Oh, my gosh, we were spit upon. We were laughed at. We were mocked. Said, you just thought your body, because your choice could affect other people. Oh, you mean like killing a child like that? You mean? (laughs) It's just crazy, man. Crazy world. And that's why I do this show. Because whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, one thing we all got to do is we got to use our noggin, man. We gotta use our noggin, and now they're threatening to kill Supreme Court justices. Now they gotta put up a fence. Now the president is inciting violence, and yet they hate Donald Trump because he incites violence. And now you got Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer threatening the judiciary, calling them nut jobs. Not a joke. And no one seems to care. People, my my heart aches for America. It's illogical. Whether you're pro life or pro choice. How can one side be okay to do whatever they want when the other side does it? It's illegal. It's criminal. It's terrible. Man, how do, you, do you raise your kids that way? Do you have one rule for one kid and totally different rules? If you do, those two kids hate each other. I'll tell you that right now. Because I know what that's like when a boss puts one employee against another employee. They used to call me George Go-Getter. I was always doing the best, most sales and all that. And so my boss would use me, well, black's doing this, well, black's doing that. You know what that caused everybody else to do? Hate black. Because you every time black. they weren't doing what he wanted them to do, yeah, they would just get mad at black because I kept being thrown in their face. And today, we want to talk about seeing into the future. Today, I want you to question yourself. And here's the inquisition. What's holding you back? See, there are obstacles, setbacks, roadblocks on the road to success, on the road to significance. Matter of fact, tomorrow's show, we're going to really break down the 20 most common blocks to leadership. So today I'm going to set the stage. We're going to talk about some other things. And then tomorrow's show, we'll actually go into those 20 blocks of leadership because it's all about goal getting, right? If you're going to live a life of success, significance, then it doesn't happen by chance. You're, you're, it's purposeful. It's important to have a plan, and part of that plan is to consider what has been keeping you from accomplishing your outcome up until now. Planning and preparing for these obstacles is the key to getting to your destination at the right time for the right reason. So today, I want to elucidate the concept of seeing clearly. 
And so today we're going to talk a little bit about vision. And whenever I talk about vision, it reminds me of a story. And now, story time with Mr. Black. There were two men seriously ill, probably most likely going to die, who sh- One man got a, a bed right next to the room's only window. The man was also allowed to sit up in his bed for an hour each afternoon to help him get fluids from his lungs. The other man wasn't so lucky. All his time lying flat on the back and was situated away from the window. The two roommates quickly bonded and started talking for hours on end. They talked about their lives, their jobs, their history, their children, their wives, their lives. And one day the man on the other side of the room away from the window expressed how he envied the man near the window. And from that day on, the man near the window started describing all the things he could see outside that window. He would explain in vivid details how the window overlooked a lovely park with a lake. And he'd talk about how the ducks played on the lake while children sailed their model boats. Young lovers walking arm in arm amidst flowers of every color and a fine view of the city skyline could be seen in the distance. He would describe the details, the colors, the feelings, the interactions. It was, it was so vivid that his friend had a clear vision as if he were seeing it himself. The man on the other bed began to live for those one-hour sessions where his friend by the window would be elevated to clear out his lungs and for that hour would recreate this vision that he was seeing with his eyes for the man who could not see it. He cherished those special times where he could hear and visualize the world outside that little square hospital room. This one hour of every day would broaden his hope and briefly his world would come to life enlivened by all the activity, the color of the world outside that was shared by the man with a vision. One fine afternoon, the man by the window described a parade passing by. Although the other man could not hear the band, he could see it. As the man by the window vividly described every detail of the celebration, days and weeks passed by where the man away from the window looked forward to his daily vision sharing with his friend. One morning, as usual, a nurse arrived to examine the condition of the two patients. And sadly, the man by the window had passed in the night. She found the lifeless body of the man by the window. The man had peacefully embraced his death in his sleep, unbeknownst to his roommate. The nurse sadly called the hospital attendants to come in and take the body away. The other man grieved at the death of his only friend, his roommate. But as the days passed by, he started missing the way his roommate described the view out of the window. He hadn't realized how he looked forward to that hour of vision daily with his friend until it was gone. He might not be able to bring his friend back, but maybe, he thought, maybe he could get his bed moved by the window so he too could see for himself the beautiful scenes that were formerly shared with him. In hopes of seeing out the window and the the beautiful world outside, the other man asked the nurse, could you please move me next to the window before another patient comes in here? She had to go get approval, and after getting approval, the nurse happily made the switch and moved the gentleman by the window 
the place his friend had occupied and inspired him from. As soon as he got comfortable in his new bed, the man asked permission if she could prop him up, the nurse could prop him up so he could take his first look at that beautiful outside world out that window. The nurse delightfully watched as the man attempted to sit up on the bed after weeks. As he strained and sat up, he slowly turned to look out the window beside him. He was shocked. He was stunned to see a blank wall outside the window. He was speechless, and he was bothered. After a few minutes of disbelief, the agitated man asked the nurse, What happened? What, what could have made my roommate mislead me? He lied to me. He lied to me about what he was seeing outside the window. He said, There's nothing to see from here. Where are all the wonderful things he saw? He described everything so vividly. Is this a, a new and recent wall? Why did he give me such vivid details that don't exist, he asked. The nurse just shook her head and answered his questions. Perhaps he just wanted to encourage you and to make you happy. You see, your roommate has been totally blind all his life. Mm. Vision. You know what's lacking today in America? Vision. You know what's lacking today in our families today? Vision. Vision's the ability to see into the future. It's not the biological act of seeing. Because even someone like Helen Keller, she had great vision. And Helen Keller said the only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. Faith is the strength by which a shattered world shall emerge into the light. And that's what vision brings. And so today, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to see it in the future. Because without a vision, people perish. I'm black. We'll be right back. I see America not in the setting sun of a black night of despair. I see America in the crimson light of a rising sun, fresh from the burning creative hand of God. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And remember, my friend, future events such as these will affect you in the future. Yeah, obviously. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And I'm asking today about your vision. No, I'm not talking about the ability to see. That's a biological act. I'm talking about the ability to see into the future. Because that, to me, is what vision is. Vision is one of my six key words that we do in our leadership training that you can read about at likeitmatters.net. It's passion, vision, focus, commitment, purpose, team. Vision, so important. Because it's the ability to see how things play out. That's why I say if you look at what's going on in America right now, you should be worried. You should be worried because this group is growing up that's, uh, that basically get more and more powerful. That is against everything America stands for. Anti-police, anti-cisgender, uh, anti-God, uh, anti-Christian. Anti- I mean, if you got vision to see how it all connects, it's ugly. It's not pretty. Now they're threatening the Supreme Court justice because they might not get what they want. I'm and the yet boss. when one Donald Trump made people feel uncomfortable, it was a threat. He was impeached. He was a threat to democracy. And yet now they're doing open warfare on six uh, and I would say six conservatives, five conservatives. John Roberts is no conservative. He's more of a moderate and more of a Democrat, I think. But now they're threatening those people. And could you imagine if Donald Trump or a Republican did that? There'd be, uh, I mean, there'd be inquiries. There'd be stunning. And now it's okay. You got the president of the United States on there trashing 40% of Americans, calling me a threat, calling me a moron, calling me an idiot, calling me an extremist. That's just, what, when did our president start attacking us like this? And it's just stunning. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to have a vision. 
See, I've been doing this intensive leadership training for 30 years. And one thing I learned a long time ago is most people are deaf, numb, and blind. Now, please hear clearly what I'm saying. Deaf, numb, and there's an N there, N-U-M-B, and blind. What? See, what I'm talking about is most people have the ability to hear. And they have the biological ability to hear. But we don't listen well at all. It's the biggest way we disrespect people. Jesus said that. If you love me, you'd keep my commandments. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not listen to me, not do what I say? So we, we, don't, we, don't, we disrespect people we don't listen to them. I mean, the Bible is pretty clear that women are called to respect their husbands, and men are called to love their wives like Christ loved the church. And men, I always tell you, if you don't know what it means to love your wives like Christ loved the church, let me tell you what it is real simply, even when they're not lovable. That's what it means, even when they're not lovable. I know that's impossible for your wife and my wife. My wife, my wife's always lovable. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. However, our job as men, biblically, is to love them even when they're not taking care of our needs, even when they're not loving on us, even when they're not giving us what we want. It doesn't matter. It's not about you. It's a commitment you made to God to honor and cherish that woman. Amen. And women, just so you know, if you want to know why you're called to respect men, I'll tell you why. It's pretty simple. Because to a man, and John will tell you this, I'll tell you this, to a man, respect is love. You cannot disrespect a man and tell him you love him. Because we equate, the, the, yeah, the two words mean the same thing. And so, you know, we can, we, we can hear people if you have the gift of hearing biologically. But listening is an act of volition. And we don't listen well at all. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day going through our head. And if someone else is talking to you and you're talking to yourself, who do you think is going to win? Yeah, the one inside the head, right? That's you, right? And for some people, there's a party in their head. And not the good type. Winning. You know, yeah, abused people, the people that abused them, parents that they didn't like, teachers that were mean to them, whatever it was. Donald Trump's in some of your head saying, China, 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 ah, right? <laughs> right? Some of you got so much going on in your head, and you need to quiet the voices. And so it's hard to listen to somebody else. I love them. When you've got so much stuff going on in your head. I knew, I knew John would have that in there soon. <laughs> and then the, the numb part, numb. What I mean by that is we all can touch things. It's a physical act again if you have the gift of feeling. But most people haven't felt anything in a long time outside of anger, resentment, you know, cataclysmic event. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, my gosh. Roe v. Wade. There won't be a, a, a federal right to abortion. Oh, my gosh. You got easily 30 states in this country that you can go to. That they'll, as a matter of fact, Amazon said they'll pay for your abortion. So if you work for Amazon, they'll send you wherever you want to go. What? They'll fly you. They'll put you up in a weekend hotel. They'll pay for your abortion, everything. Jeff Bezos just said that. So you're going to still be able to get your abortions even if Roe v. Wade is overturned. Roe v. Wade just said that there's a constitutional right written in the Constitution that guarantees abortion. That's never been the case. That's always been a lie. It's always been poor judicial precedent. But again, it was there, so we kept it there. So don't get all wrapped up in that. So numb. Boy, a lot of you are feeling anger and bitterness and all that. But have a hard time feeling love and compassion and understanding. Have a hard time feeling mercy and grace. Not going to do it. And then blind. Blind. You know, we all, uh, if you have the gift of sight, biologically, you can see. But there's a big difference. 
between looking and seeing. See, you can look if your eyes are functioning, but seeing is a totally different thing. See, when I meet people in my class, it's intense. I become a projection screen, and so a lot of people treat me poorly. You know why? Because it's not me they're treating poorly. It's what I represent to them. Maybe they were abused. Maybe they were beaten on. Maybe they were abandoned. Maybe they were told all their life they're not good enough. And so what I'm doing early on is I'm squeezing them to get some of that funk out of them, some of that junk out of them. Uh, and then I take on the role of other people in their past that have abused them. It's not me, just like their spouse isn't that person, just like their friends aren't that person. And yet we take out our pain on other people all the time. They had nothing to do with it. And so when I say you're deaf, numb, and blind, what I mean is we have the tendency to hear but not listen. We have the tendency to touch but not feel. We have the tendency to look but not truly see what's going on. And so the word vision is powerful because vision is the ability to see into the future. Now, vision is like many words. There are many words that have multiple meanings. We talk about it all the time, the word love. You know, you have, right, lots of different, agape is godly love, phileo is brotherly love, eros is sexual love, storge is familial love, more touchy-feely type of kinesthetic love, if you will. But yet they're all love. And then John and I could go off and talk about how we love pudding or we love the Vikings or we love the Cowboys or we love a nice sunny day in May in Minnesota, whatever it is, right? I love my wife. I love my Lord, my God, with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my strength. But notice I'm using the same word, but those are different degrees. It's kind of like they say with Eskimos. There's something like 100 different words for snow. Because when you live in the snow most of your days, uh, snow's different wow. the way it falls. Right? And I'm sure in Minnesota you guys have a few different words for snow. In Texas, we only have two. That's snow. Hey, that's ice. So we got two words in Texas, ice and snow. You guys in Minnesota, you might have 10 or 12, but those uh, Eskimos, they have 100 because different intensities, different thickness, different moistures, different dry, all that makes it different. And so same thing with vision. Now, I have two specific uses for vision. One is when I'm talking about mission vision. Your mission is who you are. It's what you do and the quality in which you do it. Your mission is your purpose on this planet that is put into a statement form. Your mission is the best possible you way out there somewhere in the future. However, it's written in a statement as if it were true today. Why? Because it activates the law of attraction. And once you do that, then you start being pulled in that direction. And so whenever you talk about mission, mission is your why. But a why by itself is not good enough. A, a why without a how is just wishful thinking. It's just daydreaming. Without that how, a mission is just a fancy uh, feel-good phrase or statement. That's all it is. It's when you add the how. And when you're talking about mission and vision, the how is your vision. The way I like to explain it is you've got to project yourself into the future you act as if you accomplished your, your mission, and they say, what does that look like? What does that sound like? What does that feel like? What does that smell like? What does that taste like? You've got to create that image. You've got to make it real because most people wouldn't die for a lie because if someone says they love you but you don't believe they love you, you'll act as if you're not loved. Why? Because nobody responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. And so it doesn't matter what's really going on. What matters is what we believe is going on. 
And so, ladies and gentlemen, this is why you got to get this down, that we have to have a mission, a reason why, but you also have to have a how. And when you talk about mission and vision, your vision is your how. Once you project yourself in the future and you create that outcome you want, then you go back to the beginning. And the how is all those steps that's going to take for you to get to, from where you are now to where you want to be. And it's a lot easier to see some of those hows from the end than it is from the beginning. And so that's not the vision we're talking about today. Today, the vision we're talking about is to be able to see in the future, connect the dots. And I teach that all true leaders have clear vision. And clear vision comes down to three questions. Where am I now? Where am I going? What will it take to get there and how long? And those are questions that as we're setting goals, as we're taking a look at a brave new America, everything's changed. This is, we're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. This is not the America I grew up in. This is not the America that people have fought for hundreds of years to get to and defend. This is a new progressive America. I don't like where it's going. But again, a man with vision can, or a woman with vision can see where it's going. And now you figure out, so what part do you play in that? So how do you fight the good fight? How do you accomplish your outcome? How do you honor who you are and why you're here and what you're called to do even when your country is going a little sideways? You know how you figure that out? It's called vision. I'm black, and we'll be right back. Fight for the future's hard because the future hasn't happened yet. But I believe it will. Way of the future. Way of the future. Way of the future. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly. There were no hidden costs in their quotes and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business, and just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely, we're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. 
life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Around you, Roman, for God's sake. This is beautiful country here. I'll tell you what I see when I look out there, if you want to know. Yeah, I'm curious. I see the underdeveloped resources of northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. I see a syndicated development consortium exploiting over a billion and a half dollars in forest products. I see a paper mill, and if the strategic metals are there, a mining operation. A greenbelt between the condos on the lake and a waste management facility, focusing on the newest rage in toxic waste, medical refuse, infected bandages, body parts, IV tubing, contaminated glassware, entrails, syringes, fluid, blood, low-grade radioactive waste, all safely contained, sunken in the lake, and sealed for centuries. Now, I ask you, what do you see? I, I just see, uh, see trees. <laughs> I just see trees. That's, that's all I see. I am black, and today... We're talking about the ability to see the forest through the trees, right? Isn't that what vision is? To see the bigger picture. To not get so wrapped up in our petty little needs and wants of the moment that we don't miss the bigger picture. You know, I'm, I started a, a hardcore diet. You know, I've been dieting since basically uh, since Christmas. Uh, I'm down to my pre, pre-weight, COVID weight, you know, down to the low 250s. Uh, I don't know if I deserve an applause for that, but I don't need a wheelchair anymore. So, uh, you know, I dropped the 35, 40 pounds that I put on during COVID. But uh, now I started this hardcore diet where it's controlled food. It's a this network marketing thing that a friend of mine got me involved with. So it's a fixed food thing. I, I eat five fuelings a day and then I have a lean and green meal. And so uh, I'm going to do all that stuff. And, you know, I, I've got to remind myself, and this is part of my coaching, that the little meal, I get these little bitty meals, they're called fuelings, that, hey, this is for a bigger cause. I keep my why in front of me. Why am I doing this? Why am I sacrificing? When I get hungry, I turn it over to God. Say, okay, God, I want to I be healthy. I want to be used by you. And so I've got to take a look at my choice in the now moment against the bigger choice that I want to be healthy that I want to get to a healthy weight, that I want to be able to run around for 20 to 24 hours a day in my classes and not get worn out and as a 56-year-old man run circles around 20-year-old kids. So I've got to keep the bigger picture because in the now moment, I might want that piece of cake. In the now moment, it's 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night and I forgot to eat two hours ago. I might want to have a meal even though I know it's the worst thing to do. It's only by having a bigger vision. It's only by keeping my why in front of me that will keep me on the right path. And when we lose that vision, what happens is we start thinking that my choice in the now moment has no consequence. That this is just a little bitty thing. And the problem is that we've been taught in America today that our choices are our choices. Don't tell me what to do with my body. But the consequences are for other people to clean up. 
I don't want any consequences for my choices. I just want choices. And that reminds me of my six-year-old son because he wants to do what he wants to do too when he doesn't want any choices. So he's been home the last two days. His mom kept him home day yesterday. And he has a baseball game tonight. And guess what he found out? That choices have consequences. So if you're not well enough to go to school, you're not well enough to play baseball. What? No. Yesterday he stayed home. And at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, he asked me, hey, can we go to Dream Park and I can take my hoverboard? And I said, no, you stayed home today. If you're not good enough to go to school, you're not good enough to go to the park and play. And I'd say to him, choices have consequences. Now, some of you might think that's me. No. The best thing we can teach our kids is that choices have consequences. Otherwise, why would they make different choices? This is what I learned about our God, Abba Daddy. God doesn't remove our consequences. Now, he'll walk with us in them. He'll carry us. Remember the footprints in the sand? In those tough times in life, I look back and I only saw one set of footprints. Why did you leave me, God? He goes, I didn't leave you. I was carrying you. He doesn't leave us to suffer our consequences. He walks with us in those consequences. That's where Romans 8, 28 comes in. That God causes all things to work for the good for those who love him or are called according to his purpose. One thing I learned, and I learned this really studying Balaam and Balak with the talking donkey. Uh, there's two wills that God has. God has a preferred will and God has a permissive will. And if you read the story of Balaam and Balak, you'll see it. It's right there. And so God has a will that none should perish. His permissive will is he gives us free will. And so some people are going to choose to be separate from God during their lifetime. And if they are separate from God during their lifetime and they never make a different choice, then God allows them the consequence of that choice, and that is to be separate from them for eternity. God didn't make hell for man. He made it for the devil and his demons. But some people are going to choose that they would rather live this life their way, abortion on demand, have sex with whoever they want, whenever they want, do things their way. I did it my way. But if that's what you call success, then good for you. It's your life. I'm not here to judge you. That's your life. But I know the consequence of those choices. It's all about success. That word success, because when you're goal setting, goal getting, the key that we want is success. Now, for us, for me, I should say, success is really significance. Because I define it differently, right? Success is about me getting a name for myself, me making a kingdom for myself. But significance is about other people. Your definition of success might be just about you. That's okay. But you need to define it. Because if you don't define it, how do you know if you're on course or off course? And that's why sometimes you got to pull off the rat race of life, pull off the freeway of life, and go to an introspective training like I do at likeitmatters.net. That helps you ask you questions. It helps you figure this stuff out. So it's kind of like when you take your car to a shop to get a 90,000-mile checkup, right? You get all the belts replaced, all the tubes replaced. You get the fluids checked. You get the tires checked. That's what I do because the road to success is not straight. There's a curve called failure, a loop called confusion, speed bumps called friends, red lights called enemies, and cautions called family. But if you have a spare called determination, an engine called perseverance, insurance called faith, and a driver called Jesus, you shall make it to a place called success. Amen. Because success lies in the acquisition of knowledge. Success 
is an ultimate demonstration of resilience, and each and every success is built on the ability to do better than good enough. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint on the clouds of doubt. I love that. That's by Alikia Manamela. And it really is about vision. That's why I love to go to Helen Keller. Helen Keller. I don't know if you know this. When Helen Keller was 19 months old, she was afflicted by an unknown illness, possibly scarlet fever, meningitis, which left her deaf and blind. So I talked before that most people are deaf, numb, and blind. And that's why I went through. I'm not talking about biologically. It's unfortunate that some people don't have the gift of hearing. Some people don't have the gift of speaking. That's why we should be blessed and consider if we're healthy, what a blessing. But by the grace of God, there go I. You know what that's called? It's called understanding. It's called mercy. It's called grace. And there's a great story about Helen Keller. And some of my favorite quotes on vision are from Helen Keller. Because Helen Keller had a great mission. A great vision. And that's why I quoted earlier, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. Faith is the strength by which a shattered world shall emerge in the light. It's all Helen Keller. Keep your face to the sunshine and you cannot see a shadow. Character cannot be developed in ease and quiet. Only through experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened, ambition inspired, and success achieved. These are all by Helen Keller. Walking with a friend in the dark is better than walking alone in the light. Oh, that is beautiful. Right on. Walking, walking with a friend in the dark is better than walking alone in the light. How about this one? The best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the human heart. And lastly, your success and happiness lies in you. Resolve to keep happy in your joy, and you shall form an invincible host against difficulties. Now, what's so fascinating about that is this woman had everything going against her. Now, she was blessed because her family had a little bit of money, and she was blessed because she was introduced to a woman that forever changed her life. See, this woman, her life was not successful. It was significance. So I lied. Let me give you one more quote by Helen Keller. She says this, The most important day I remember in all of my life is the one on which my teacher, Anne Mansfield Sullivan, that's her name, Anne Mansfield Sullivan came to me I am filled with wonder when I consider the immeasurable contrast between the, between the two lives which it connects. Isn't that incredible? That's someone who made a significant difference. She lived a life of significance. She made an impact on Helen Keller, who made an impact on millions of people. To this day, I'm quoting her. To this day, she made a difference. And so, ladies and gentlemen, whenever setting goals... Whenever working on outcomes, it's always important to ask a simple question. In NLP, we ask it, what's holding you back? And this is a big deal. That's why I said tomorrow, I'm actually going to go in great detail on the 20 most common blocks to leadership. In other words, the 20 most common things that are holding you back from being the George Bernard Shaw you could have been, from being the best possible version of yourself. Think about this. If you had to pick the one person in your life who's helped you become who you are today, that leader in your life, and I was to ask you to list out all those things, all those qualities that you most admire about that person. I mean, you can give me all these incredible words, her compassion, their understanding, 
their hard work, their dedication, their sacrifice, uh, their never accepting good. All, you would give me all kind of lists. And then I would go through that list and I would ask you the simple question. Let's go through each one of these and let's decide, is this a skill or is this an attitude? And I've been doing that for 30 years. And you know what a majority of all the answers are? Those are attitudes. And you know what attitude is? Attitude's a choice. Attitude's a choice. You can't control what happens to you, but you can choose what happens in you. Do you have a vision to make those choices? Stay tuned, because after the break, I'll help you. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Hey, hang on, you guys. I'll be right back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack, oh, Rack Shack barbecue. Make fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauce is secret rubs too. It's America's food. Think about it. Minnesota collected way more from taxpayers than it needs, resulting in the largest budget surplus in history. It's time to give it back. It's our surplus. Give it back. Think About It is brought to you by Center of the American Experiment, Minnesota's think tank. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Wrong week to quit amphetamines. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters because it does. But you know what? If you don't think it does, it doesn't. You know, this is one thing I learned a long time ago. I used to think that the quote by um, Henry Ford was the stupidest thing I had ever heard. If you don't know what that quote is, I'm going to tell you. What he would say was, "What well, if you think you can or think you can't, you are correct. You are stupid. And I thought, yeah, that's what I thought too, Arnold. I'm like, you can't be a politician. You can't have it both ways. But as I delve more in human behavioral and the psyche of the mind uh, and how we're motivated or demotivated, he's absolutely correct. You know, at the end of my training, I tell that to people. I said, this training changes lives. But at the end of this training, when it's all done, you can come out here on fire. But if you go home and start doubting that you learned anything, then you didn't. Because you'll act as if you didn't. See, you've all changed. I say this because they went through my training. It's impossible not to. We do more psychotherapy in two and a half days than people who are in psychotherapy for years. So I know because I'm dealing at the structure. I'm, I'm doing real work here. I don't have to guess if it's working. It's structural. Uh, an engineer doesn't guess when the building's up. They can see the building. I'm the same way. I'm doing structural. There's no doubt. It's not philosophy. It, it's real. So I know the outcome. I can guarantee the outcome. But if that person believes they haven't changed, they haven't. And what am I saying by that? Because they'll go home and people tell them, you haven't changed. You can't change in two days. Who do you think you are? You you ruined my life, the spouse. You ruined you my black. life, and now you go away for four. Uh, for, you go away for two days, and you come back, and now you're all happy. Well, my life's miserable. I mean, I've see, heard spouses say that. And so, what we believe is so important. You know, uh, the second segment, I think it was that John uh, went out with a drop from President Reagan, and he is one of my uh, man, my mentors. He got me excited about helping people. And one of my favorite quotes is by Reagan. He said, the futures always look bleak till people with brains and faith and courage who dreamed and dared to take risks found a way to make it better. If we're free to dare, and we are, if we're free to give, and we are, then we're free to shape the future and have within our grasp all that we dream that future will be. That's what's missing in America today. No vision. It's all just attacking Joe Biden is one of the most disunited people. He's not. There's no unity here. If you don't agree with them on the left, you're a nut job. You're a, a threat to America. I mean, how is that unity? If Donald Trump was saying all this, people would be lambasting him. But, you know, because the media is with Biden, everybody just looks, turns the other way. That's crazy. you got to have a uh, brain use it. Why? Because this thing called the future, because of what we're doing today is going to affect us in the future. That's why I love John Scherer's quote. He says, the future is not some place we are going to, but one we are creating. The paths are not to be found, but made. And the activity of making them changes both the maker and the destination. And Anna, Ak- what is her name? Akmatova, poems of Amatova. She says this, as the future ripens in the past, so the past rots in the future, a terrible festival of dead leaves. That's so powerful because most people have misfiled their past into their future. Most people are dictated by what they're going to do today and tomorrow by what happened to them. 
And that's why I tell you it's a location, location, location. See, vision is always a forward direction. Vision is a hopeful thing. Vision is looking forward. That's why the Bible says God himself tells us without a vision, people perish. That's God. God said that. Without a vision, people perish. And so this is about choices. Remember we ended the segment last segment about saying, if I was to ask you who was a leader in your life, that one person above all others who's helped you become who you are today, who would that person be? And as you thought about that person, what are the qualities you most admire about that person? And you would create a list. I actually do this in a couple of our classes in different ways. And then I put this list on the board. And then I would go through each one of those words collectively as a group, even though individually people put words up there. And I would ask the group collectively, is this a skill, a learned behavior, or is this an attitude? And an attitude is a choice. And most of them fall under the category called choice. See, our choices do have consequences. Our choices can change lives. I mean, look at the choice of Helen Keller's teacher. Look at the choice of a B actor, President Ronald Reagan, ended the Cold War. Look at the choices of Donald Trump, whether you like him or not, a billionaire who lost billions running for president, who turned over his salary of 400000 every time. He never cashed it. He gave it. He donated it. Who didn't need this job, who never was in government, who's been in business all his life, and the whole time he was attacked, he was besmirched, he's been attempted to jail him, attempted to impeach him. He is under full assault, even though Biden has basically given over our country to That's foreigners. enough. Put down the mic. Yeah, no one seems to care, but Donald Trump's bad, and they just want... It's just silly. It's just crazy. He didn't need this. He didn't have to do that at all. He was so famous and popular that all, all rappers, I mean, all, he was in every rap song. The Democrats loved him. He was, everybody went to Donald Trump, everybody asked him for money until he became a Republican. And once he became a Republican, everything changed. And now all of a sudden, the state-run media, the deep state, the Democrats all were against him. See, it goes back to this thing called attitude. What's holding us back? Tomorrow, we're going to go through 20 most common blocks to leadership. And so I'll give you specific things. But I want to go to what's holding most people back. And it really does come down to our attitude, what you believe and what you don't believe. You know what's lacking in today's world? Words that I don't even hear anymore. You know what word has disappeared from the English language or the American English language? Nanu, nanu. Fortitude. Yeah, nanu, nanu, too. <laughs> but I said the American English language, not nanu, nanu. That would be an uh, alien one. But it's fortitude. You don't hear that word used anymore. And it used to have another word in front of it intestinal fortitude. In other words, do you have the guts? It was lacking a good guts. Oh, we got bad guts. Oh, I can't believe you had the gut to say that. Uh, you know, I mean, oh my gosh, some people are doing things outlandish, crazy. How dare you? Know, you? Uh, some pansexual wants to explain to her little fifth grader uh, that why she's pansexual, what it means, all that. Stay out of my kid's pants. Stay out of my kid's head. That's not your job to teach my kids about this. That's my job. Until they become 18 and then they can learn on their own. But until they're 18 years old, I was given the right to, to mold them, to guide them. It's an attitude. You know what's missing why most people don't accomplish goals? 
because they're not long-suffering. One of God's great descriptors is he's long-suffering. In other words, that's a term today we would call patient. That's an old-fashioned way to say patient. Let's be honest. Many of our spouses, they have to put up with us, are long-suffering. I don't know if either John or I is long-suffering for having to put up with the other person, right? But long-suffering, right? That means patience. That means we're willing to go to bat. That means we're willing to, in sickness and in health, in good times and in bad times, to be people of commitment, right? Long-suffering. Don't you hear it? That's what it is. Fortitude. You know what's lacking? Dedication. Dedication. You know what's lacking? The ability to be fluid, to be able to pivot. That's what leaders do. And you know what's also lacking for a lot of people is a mission. Do you know why you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, do it again and again and again? See, your mission statement is so important. It's who you are. It's what you do. It's the quality in which you do it. Matter of fact, when I started my diet, I chose to write a mission for my diet, to, to my why, to keep my why in front of me. So every time I got hungry, every time I struggled, and that mission was to be healthy in all aspects of my life so I can give it all heart, body, and soul for the service of my Lord Jesus and those people he puts in my life. Have a point. That's, that's my purpose. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so I'm going to tell you a couple other things that are missing today in the world. Mercy. Mercy is not giving someone what they deserve. In other words, if I got pulled over and I was speeding, going 100 miles an hour in a 65, and that cop chose not to give me a ticket but just a warning, he showed me mercy. Now, grace is getting what you don't deserve. Grace is if uh, the station that, there that I do this on Salem says, hey, you know what? We're going to pick you up. You don't have to pay us any more money now. We're going to pay for you. That's grace, free, getting free, something you don't free, deserve, right? Yeah, free, free. And, of course, understanding. And what's lackaday is understanding. I can understand, and this is the key, if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't make sense that we're in a position to have a better relationship, which opens up the door to this one thing called empathy. There, but by the grace of God, there go I. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We're going to break down the 20 most common blocks to leadership. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. My job, help you become more hopeful about your future and remind you when you live your life like it matters. It does. I see great days ahead for men and women of will and vision. Before Bamboo HR, <laughs> I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com HR.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.